You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. The title of my message is, What Did He Say? And that's what we need to always remember. What did he say? When we talk transformation, and I'm telling you, I can't get away from transformation. I mean, God has just been just downloading transformation. And when we talk about transformation, it starts and something should begin to happen with our belief system. There has to be an exchange that has to take place. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 15 said, he died for all that they who live should, not, should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. That's very important. We don't live for ourselves anymore. That's a hard exchange. And it's a huge leap in our culture today. Our current culture is all about me and all about their feelings and their emotions and living in zen and being your best self. And be, listen, you can't be your best self until you see Jesus and get to know him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can positively think your way into a lot of stuff and it ain't going to help until you see the original design of who you are. I know a guy, bull rider, 15 times made it to the NFR, to the Super Bowl of rodeo. 15 times. Christian. And we were talking and he said one year, he said, I was so gripped with fear every time he crawled. He crawled down the bucket chute in Houston one year and his leg was sitting there just quivering. This is a guy been to the NFR. And I'm like, what is going on? And I seen him again at the NFR that year. We were back there. He had one of our bulls and he was putting his rope on. And I said, man, are you all right? And he said, I am now. He said, I tried going to this positive guru thinker, see yourself making these rides and see yourself doing, you know. And he said, it, I was so engripped with fear, I couldn't even hardly, I was about to quit. And he said, then I read in 2 Timothy that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. And he said the word got in him and it changed his life. He exchanged, come on, he exchanged the lie of fear for a truth that God didn't give him a spirit of fear. And he went on to go the NFR several more times before retiring. So I don't, you're not going to zen your way or be your best you or all of that. No, it's the Word of God. Come on, are y'all with me? See, we aren't going to get to know God through feelings and emotions. 
You ain't going to know God through your feelings and your emotions. You're going to get to know him through his word. What he said. And what all that he accomplished for us to step into the process of getting a hold of our minds. Come on, are y'all with me? See, the Bible doesn't contain the word of God. You say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I'm going to say this, and this needs to sink in to your very being. This doesn't contain the word of God. It is the word of God. And when you change your thought process to this is the word of God, inspired by God, written by men, but inspired by God, it will change your life. And you've got to make that exchange first, that this is absolute truth. Everything else outside of this is a lie. Evolution. All these different genders. Come on. It's all a lie. This is the absolute truth, the Word of God. And it's not confusing. Come on. See, your perspective has to change. And that's what transforms our lives when we exchange lie for truth. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now this is very important. That word creature, it's original formation through the idea of pro pro proprietorship of the manufacturer or owner. God made us everything. Come on. We are made in his image, his likeness. We are his. We no longer live for ourselves, right? God is the owner. Come on. When you start getting this, a hold of this, it's going to set you free because when the enemy comes to trespass, come on, tries to put on you thoughts of suicide, thoughts of adultery, thoughts of pornography, thoughts of, uh, come on, are y'all with me? When all these thoughts are trying to come against you, when all these thoughts are trying to, all these external Thoughts are trying to get internal. Come on, I'm trying not to preach next week's message. Preach. 
Listen, the enemy wants you to stay down. And we have to start changing our perspective because we're a new creature. We are his now. Come on. The ministry of reconciliation. I want to break this down. The ministry is the service to make things different. Ministry is the service to make things different. Now the word reconciliation is an exchange, restoration to divine favor. Come on, I love it. Pastor Jerry taught us favor ain't fair. Why? Because I'm his. I ain't apologizing for being the son of the most high God. I'm not apologizing for knowing who I am gender-wise. Come on. I ain't apologizing for that. And I ain't apologizing for being masculine either. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you could go 500 directions on that. Listen, it says he committed to us the service to make things different, to get the divine favor of God back in our lives. Come on. If you're not walking in it, it ain't his fault. Let me put it, if I ain't walking in it, it's not nobody but my fault. Come on. See, we are being transformed back to the original design and nature that God had intended for us to be in. That's a powerful dynamic when you think about that. And our whole perspective has to change on who God is and what he done for us. Look in Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, verse 28. In him we live and move and exist. It says, it some says we are. In him we live and move and are. That's powerful. As even some of your own poets have said, for we also are his offspring. Being then the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and thought of man. I love this part right here. Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, come on, we've all been ignorant. God is now declaring to men that all everywhere should repent, should repent because he has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. I love that. 
Every man everywhere should repent. That's a 180. It's not a 90. It's a 180. In other words, that's a total direction change. That's a total direction change. Are y'all with me? Not a 90, <laughs> but a 180. 90, 180. Hell, heaven. <laughs> Cursed, blessed. <laughs> Come on. That's where we're at. See, we aren't transforming into the divine nature by some works. It's not a golden image. It's not a, come on, wood or hay or straw. It's a radical transformation that takes place in our lives to become more like Him. A total 180. It's a radical change. Listen, sometimes that radical change, listen, takes a little time because it's so radical. We've made such a mess. Come on. God's not asked grace. Come on. But the ideal is that we continue the movement. Come on. To change. Everybody with me. See, his word in us becomes our words that becomes our actions, that become our habits, that becomes our character. See, when it becomes a habit and when it becomes a character, that's when people start seeing it. That's when transformation through His Word is being seen by everybody around you. What's different? What's going on? Why has this change taken place? I remember one time this year at the deer lease, and as is the custom of some, sitting around the fire, they were getting pretty lit, and I was doing something. I throwed a log on the fire. I did something, and, and Cece, a lady, she goes, well, don't preach to us tonight. Well, here's the thing. I ain't never preached to them not one time. Matter of fact, I tell Luke and them, don't tell them I'm a preacher because I'll never get to know them. Somehow Luke, after a while, let the cat out of the bag because they know something's different about us anyway. They already look at us kind of funny. See, we always say around here, preach the gospel, use words if you have to. So our lives are preaching to them and we ain't said a word. Come on, y'all with me? Finally, one of the boys, one of the young boys, he asked me, he goes, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a life coach. <laughs> he kind of looked at me funny. I said, I'm a life coach. Aren't we? Amen. I mean, we are. But as soon as you say preacher, he's like, I ain't going to hear nothing you had to say. But he'll listen to a life coach. <laughs> Come on, Jesus said, I send you out into the world, in, into the wolves. He said, be innocent 
He said, be shrewd as serpent and innocent as a dove. We've missed that. See, we can be smart. A snake never introduces himself into your presence. Jesus said, just go be amongst them and just be a Christian. They'll find out. Come on. We want to walk in there with our Jesus t-shirt on and our bumper stickers and our, come on. They tune you out right off the bat. Right? No, be smart about it. Get in there and get to know them. Listen, they're cussing, they're drinking, all their stuff. That ain't going to hurt you one bit. It ain't what goes in the man that defiles him. It's what's come out. Come on. We got to be smart about that. Listen, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. says, you are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by all men, being manifested that you are a letter of Christ. Look at that. Cared for by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on the tablets of hearts. Come on, we are being read by men. What are they reading? See, they're going to be listening to what comes out of your mouth. Is it all doom and gloom? Or is it, man, I got a future. Man, God's been good to me. Man, I'm, come on. See, our lives are letters that people are reading just by looking at us. So our faith in Jesus becomes the fact of our hope in him. becomes the fact. People are going to see that. They're going to see. When you start acting and doing and the way you carry yourself, the things you say, you're just going to be different, especially in this culture. You're just going to be plumb different. And they're going to be impacted by it. They can't help but be. See, faith in His Word to transform our lives from death to life takes a radical exchange in our belief system that His Word is the absolute truth. Absolute truth. Listen, you don't have to understand it all. You just need to know that it's the absolute truth. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now to Him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And I like this part. He goes, amen. Mic drop. What else is there to say? That's the most powerfulest thing you can read to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all. Look at the word in there. Abundantly above, beyond all that we ask or think. Listen, 
I can think way out there. Come on, I can imagine and think way out there. So much so that it makes my hands sweat at times. Thinking, oh gosh, whew, that's an undertaking. And God is like, I'll bring the people. You just keep believing. You just keep believing. You keep, come on. He says, abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. It's not our power. Praise God. It doesn't have to come from our, it's his. And it's working in us. Come on. To him be the glory to the church in Christ Jesus. Look at here. And then he throws this in. To all generations forever and ever. That means that same power that was working in them is now working in us as well. Amen. Mic drop. There ain't nothing else to say. That divine nature that divine character is working in us. Since he put it there from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden. Come on. Made in his image. See, this, that has to be our perspective of God. Nothing is impossible. He can do exceedingly abundant beyond all that we ask or think. Need the dead raised? Need your body healed? Need your blood pressure to come down? Yeah, listen, you need I, whatever. Says all. What is the all that you need? Huh? What? What's the all that you need? Because he said all. All. The word able means possible. To him who it is possible, be of power. The word exceeding means above and beyond. The word abundantly is advantage beyond measure. Who needs the advantage beyond measure in here? Who needs the advantage beyond measure in here? Caleb, my son, hold your hand up. <laughs> Come on. Everybody should have stood up and said, me. And that's what God does. See, that's the radical change that we need to take place in our minds. I want what God has for me. Oh, okay. Here's the deal. Let's see. For all you men, you have just been given the key to Cabela's. You have been told, you have been told, take whatever you want. 
then the guy leaves. To you women, somebody give me a store. Target. 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 What? <laughs> Sheila Cabela's. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. If you see yourself in Cabela's or you see yourself in Target, pick one. The what? You ain't my sister. <laughs> Come on. Listen, you've been given the keys. Here's the first thought that would come to my mind. I need to call Kobe Trent, get him to go get an 18-wheeler with a box van on the back, and I need to call Kyle, get a forklift over here. I need, I'm fixing to empty this store. It doesn't even have to fit me. I'll close somebody else. But too many people are sitting around in a Honda going, how am I going to get it home? Get it out the store and we'll work on getting it home. But he said abundantly beyond, beyond is somebody's going to be dumb enough to go, well, he's just greedy. No. You gave me the key, which gave me the authority to crack that door open and go in and get what I want. My thought is he wants to empty this place because I'm going to do something with it that somebody else may not do with it. I'm going to give it. It doesn't have to fit me, come on, but it may fit somebody else. There may be a kid that's never been hunting. I may, come on. That's what that scripture just said. But yet we sit back just content with, okay. Well, I'll just take a pill for that or I'll just what? Take the pill, but pray to God and say, God, do, you, do I need to keep doing this? Leave room for God. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Exceedingly, abundantly. Be, I know, listen, that's uncomfortable. I know it is. But it's not my words, it's His. Amen. I want to walk in that kind of divine favor. Come on, y'all with me? Right, that's radical, I know. But that's what God's doing. That's what God wants to do. Ephesians 4, 7. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. That gift is beyond his obligation. Come on. His offering, his present, his grace is beyond what he had to do. Grace that takes us from going the wrong direction and takes us to get what we don't even deserve. If we'll make that radical exchange in our belief system. Come on. And he does all that 
so that we don't stay bogged down in the same old sin that keeps entangling us. But it is his divine influence that brings about the transformation in our life. He doesn't do all of that for us to stay the same and to just kind of float through life. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Hebrews 12. See, we have to, see, we have a direct communication with the author of this truth. We are in direct, listen, you've read hundreds of books and you don't even know the author. But the author of this book chose to live on the inside of you and get direct communication with you on what's written in it. Let that soak in. And he says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, he says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who are who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you may not grow weary and lose heart. In other words, so that you may not shrink back, but you keep going. Come on, that's good news. All things that he does working with us, through us, and he's in direct communication all the time. Come on. Nothing in those verses says that you can stay the same. Nothing. See, our whole mentality, our whole perspective, our whole mindset has got to change. See, he wants us to subdue kingdoms, do works of righteousness, shut the mouths of lions if we have to. But he wants us to get in that right alignment so that when we do say something, come on, he backs it up. Hebrews 10, verse 26. Consider... For if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire which will consume the adversary. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much severe punishment do you think he will deserve who is trampled underfoot the Son of God and has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has insulted the spirit 
of grace. Whoa. That seems awful heavy there, preacher. Yeah, it is. That's heavy. You say, yeah, but God is a God of love. Yes, God is a God of love. But he's also a consuming fire. And it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And let me tell you, that should change our perspective. Listen, you can serve a God that you made or you can serve the God that made you. It's your choice. I just so happen to want to serve the God that made me. And it's on his terms. It's not on mine. There's a lot of things I'd like to just scratch out. Not highlight, but scratch out. Come on. But I can't. I can't. You can't. We can't. Why? Because it's God's word. And that's why it takes such a radical transformation for that to take place. See, grace empowers us in the exchange process to live out the transformation that his word demands on our lives. That's what grace does. It allows us to live out this transformation. Psalms 106, and I'll close here pretty quick, but I love this. Psalms 106, verse 19. They made a calf at Horeb. It's when they come out of Egypt. And Moses went to the mountain for 40 days, 40 nights, and got the law, got the Ten Commandments. This is what it's going to take. Moses tarried. They took all their gold, they took all their silver, and they made this statue of a bull, a calf. And it says, they made a calf in Horeb, and worshiped a molten image. Thus they exchanged their glory for the image of an ox that eats grass. See, when we try to create our own image of, they, they created an image and called it God that delivered them out of Egypt. We can, in 2023, create an image, come on, of what we think God's love is all about. That it's all inclusive. That I can be and identify as a cat. See, we can pervert that. That God is that loving. Come on, are y'all with me? Come on, I'm telling you. And it says they exchanged the glory. They exchanged the divine favor. 
of walking in abundance, of walking in above and beyond. Come on. They exchanged for an ox. What does an ox do? It eats grass. Where if they would have stayed with God and worshiped God and kept the glory of God, they would have had tremendous harvest. But when we get out of the boundaries and we begin to pervert who God is, we set up something that consumes our harvest. Man. Come on. When we try to go down a different road, when we don't make that exchange, come on, are y'all with me? Then it starts consuming our harvest. Man, oh man. See, divine nature isn't going to just happen. It's going to be an exchange. That's what was so powerful about what Jesus said about being born again, about repent, born again. Because listen, we've all been raised under certain doctrinal issues. We've all been raised under some certain concept. Come on. And God says, here's what, there's going to be an exchange. You repent and you rethink and relearn everything that you thought was me and I'll show you me. you'll change your perspective on who God is, how big God is, and how much He's for you, let me tell you, it makes that exchange. And then you just got to have endurance and perseverance, and you got to bear down. And don't let these external voices creep into the internal conversation and dialogue that God's wanting to have with you. Because all this out here is trying to change the plan. Gosh, it's hard not to preach next week's message. There's too many things in this culture that's trying to change God's plan A for your life. And go and start chewing on this all week. Plan B is for losers. Oh, wait. We always got to have a plan B. No, there is no plan B. Crumple that crap up and burn it. There's just plan A. And it's what God has for your life. <laughs> See, life coach. 
So all week, start crumpling up your plan B's and come in here expecting to get a fire in you to live out plan A. <laughs> oh gosh, it's going to be a long week. Y'all stand to your feet. Come on, everybody say this with me. Jesus. Oh, man. Jesus. Jesus. At that name, every knee will bow. And at that name, Jesus, every tongue will confess. that you are Lord, that you are Yahweh, that you are God. Jesus, the absolute truth that destroys every lie, that removes the yoke and the burden, breaks it, breaks the chains, opens prison doors, parts red seas, shuts the mouths of lions, that his people walk with divine favor. Right here amongst men, that the world may see that we are his, sons and daughters of the Most High God, who have chose who have chose to make the exchange a lie for the truth. To worship the Creator. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing in our life. We give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a shout in the hand. We're out of here. See y'all.